0: Bonjour et bienvenue sur la podcast Grida & Crew, je suis Danny McVeigh et Longataire Renta à la maison, allez le bleu! And that's when my standard grade French ended lads, that was pretty good wasn't it? That was impressive. It's fantastic. Thank you, you're the Canadians too, you'll appreciate just the accent that I put into that there. Yeah, get a job in Montreal, no bother. Easy peasy. And uh, I guess we've got to say sorry for sending England listening, but ha uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just a wee joke. Right, this week is the f- Week 14 review crew, and helping me to break down the top action uh, this week, I'm joined by Scud Coggle, Pat Houston, Myrtle McLeod, and Stu Bell. Welcome, lads. How are you all doing? Ah, no bad. Shattered after a long night watching football, but good buddy. Superb, Murdo, how are you? Um, I was
1: touch and go for making it, full of man flu, but I'm here with my lips set by my tissues.
0: Let's get going. That's what we'll love to hear, just powering through. A true hero. Not all, not all heroes wear capes, mate. Right, how's it going?
2: I all good, mate. Aye, it's, this the first time I've been on in probably a month or so. I've been in hiding since the last Patriots-Jets game, so I'm glad to be back. I think I think enough time's passed that we can now move
0: on. That, that's a mid special, that one, I think. I think we need to come back to revisit that one.
3: <laughs> Stunned. Stu, <laughs> so, how's things in Canada, mate? Oh, fantastic. Uh, I actually took the night off watching the NFL last night, and uh, it seems like it was maybe a wise choice. It wasn't exactly the, the best game in terms of starters staying in lineups, oh, etc. So fun. I was off ro- at roller skating, so I had a brilliant time. Uh, Jeannie, my oldest daughter, she uh, learned how to shoot the duck. They call it as so, well. No. I can, I tried once and uh, nearly broke my collarbone again. Aye, that's <laughs> not advisable, mate. <laughs> I
0: have no idea what shit the duck is, but nice to see the like Canada still in the 80s with a roller disco or whatever it was. Let's move on, mate. Uh, we'll do our usual kickoff question because we do have a packed show to get through. Recap, recap our top games from week 14. Uh, the playoff push is well underway now, and there's some absolute cracking games to try and get through. Some brilliant action, great catches. It's been really hard to pick, I'd say, three top games. But to say before we get into them, we'll do our usual kickoff question at the panel. It's kind of alluded to at the start in the wee, the wee joke intro. It's been a bit of fun weekend for football at the World Cup. Harry Kane's hilarious penalty miss uh, got me thinking about soccer players that would make good NFL players and vice versa. So let's throw it to the panel here, the crew. Right, Scud, who have you got and why?
4: Um, to me, it has to be Van Vossen. He's really good at putting the ball at the bar, just like Kane. Um, many misses. All, he always makes sure he gets it over the bar, so I think it'd be a very good kicker,
0: right? So, I think we need a bit of context. What's that mid 90s Dutch legend played with Rangers, likes to hit it over the bar? Peter Van Vossen. So, who would you, as an NFL player, who's his comparison?
2: Oh, good question,
0: Vinny Maybe Tucker, Ed's, Blair Walsh, <laughs> the enigma.
4: Blair <laughs> They go to over the bar
3: no besides it. Has to be Gustav Kowski or Vinitieri, surely. I'm and the kicker. That
0: Who have you got?
1: So to be honest, I thought I find it quite hard to pick an actual footballer to, to switch to the NFL because they're they're all pansies, but one player I thought they could maybe make the, the offensive line is Adiak and Fenwa, the Wickham striker or ex-Wickham striker. He's fairly solid. He—I don't know if he could move much, but pretty sure he could block a couple of defensive linemen. But I can tell you one player I'd love to see be see being a kicker in the NFL: Roberto Carlos. Imagine him like bending it with outside of his foot through the through the upright. That'd be unreal.
0: I'd take him in the parts. <laughs> <laughs> Would you think he could kick it from like he'd thighs like tree trunks, but Why? he'd be good for seventy.
1: Oh, easy! He'd out, out, kick Tucker. No bother. Wow!
0: If only was he kind of fat and old these days, it'd be interesting to see. I think he'd still do it. I think he'd still do it. You, you're a man. You know, you know. People make a hot
3: murder. I'll do my best. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be used to. I'm going to go slightly different here. Uh, I'm going to go more with a player who I feel has a similar role and reputation. So I'm going to go with Greg Taylor. From Celtic Ex-Klemalnock player And uh, I'm going to I would make him A defensive back Because I feel like He's kind of similar To Eli Apple And he gets a lot Of bad press But he doesn't actually Do anything all that wrong And he does his job Quietly and gets on with it
0: Even though he's about 5 foot 8 And weighs about 13 stone
3: (laughs) Wet Aye I just (laughs) You know what Just stick him in there He'll be fine (laughs) Defensive eh? On the outside edge Imagine
0: Imagine him covering D.K. Metcalf.
3: <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez. laughs> Imagine Eli Apple covering D.K. Metcalf.
0: That's just as funny, to be honest. <laughs> right, Pat, who have you got? Um,
2: so I'm sticking with the theme of Scottish teams and people that play in Scotland. So I was going for um, a defensive end, and I thought Bobo Baldy. is going to get you. I saw a scary-looking Miles Garrett, I thought, you know, that that's someone I'd like to see.
0: Scary looking Miles Garrett. So Miles Garrett's not scary enough. Not compared, <laughs> no no
2: compared to Bobo. Bobo would, Bobo's a beast.
0: I bet his first step off the line with Babs look rapid as well.
2: Aye. I definitely. I think you know he's, he's got the make up for
0: it. But you just know he'll get ejected. Look like, I was gonna say twice a game, but he, well, he'd get ejected every game just about aye, some of his like... tackles were a bit dodgy. Aye, but he just needs, he just needs to
2: growl at people, that's enough <laughs> to set them off. Aye.
0: Stu, I, I'm surprised you didn't go and look at your sensei team for just vice versa, like NFL player that could fit in soccer. After Jesse Bates faking injury, rolling about like he's been Neymar flicked in the nose. No, he's, uh,
3: come on, up right here, he's like he's hardly the only person that's ever done that in the history of the game. That was a uh,
0: he got fined this wonder- week for it.
3: Aye. I, did, I heard um, actually just on that, like I heard or I saw a bunch of the the Cincinnati fans all arguing online with people going, oh, this is why we can't repay them and bring them back. I'm sitting going like, what are you talking about? Like the coaches gave him the signal of like, did he drop? Exactly. I'm, like, I'm, pretty sure, probably, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if they're allowed to, but I'm pretty sure they're probably going to give him his portion of the fine money back because it's no Jesse Bates fault that the linemen were uh, you know we were late making the change as well and I'm like if he was actually not a good team player he wouldn't have been done and then, so to me I've got I don't know what people are talking about like oh that's a reason to not re-sign him like what?
0: <laughs> it's madness I don't know what I, I don't know what I make it it's like good play and stuff like that, and you understand why they've done it saves getting the flag do you want to see more of that in the NFL? Because let's face it, it's a pain in the arse in football.
3: It's, yeah, I know what you mean. It's more gamesmanship, which I realise the NFL has billions of. Um, and I would have been annoyed if it was uh, another team doing it to us. But at the same time, though, when he did it, I'm like, fair enough. I said This is a good fine. And we all knew he was going to be getting a fine. That's a kind of fairly new thing this year that they brought yeah. in. Um, although I do think it's going to be hard to, it's kind of hard to enforce because I mean, how do you know, like, did he have cramped, did he not? It's just because it's so early in the game. You do that in the fourth quarter. I mean, how many times do you see players go down injured in the fourth quarter when there's no timeouts left? Like, oh, there's a lineman down, oh, he's holding his leg up in the air, he's got cramped. So I think it's more just, uh, it's when it happened in the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you know well, he's yeah. having a fine. But no, he could fit into the Brazil national team no bother. Him and Neymar together.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. We all know Neymar's a special character.
0: <laughs> right, let's crack on. Right, because as I said, look, we were spoiled for choice this week when it came to games to actually pick for games of the week. We've got three crackers here that we think for very different reasons. Uh So first up. We have the Battle of the NFC North, the 10-2 Vikings. They were needing a victory to clinch the North. We're on the road to Detroit to face the 5-7 Lions. And what a game these teams served up when it was absolutely class. Mm -hmm. It was just like a rejuvenated Jared Goff, you know, just finding Jameson Williams just back after that knee injury just for one he's touched touchdowns at three uh, and went on to win 34-23 uh, sorry, over the Minnesota Vikings so I think we've got to go first of all look at the winning team here, look at the Lions Scud simple question to you, are the Lions the most fun team to watch in the NFL right now?
4: 100% um, it's a guilty pleasure, I love watching them they're just so good on the, they're so good on, on offense it's ridiculous at the moment, even with Jared Goff, but they're fun to watch. They've got so many weapons. I'd never thought they would be weapons, but they're stacked at every position. As far as I can see, they've got three decent running backs and they've got a lot of good wide receivers. So it's they're fun to, really fun to watch.
0: We you taking up Murdoch. Do you like the Lions? Do you enjoy oh, watching them?
1: Yeah, like you just don't know what you're going to get because the play calling is bonkers at times. You know, they had um, the CJ Moore fake punt and um, then that, they end up getting a touchdown for, on the back of it. That was quite like, Unreal, <laughs> and then Nina can get a third down in the fourth quarter to try and ice the game, and they're passing it out to Penny Sewell, okay, the so right tackle. It was absolutely <laughs> and he gets it. But it's just the way he dives forward to make sure he's got that yardage, and the safety comes to try and snatch the ball off him, and he just slaps his helmet. <laughs> just, oh, like, I just love watching them. It's brilliant.
0: Fair play try to tackle bloody penny so... Huh? I'd like to try that. <laughs> yeah, next man up for that one, I'll be, I'll be jumping out the way. But that's what I took for it. I'll look at the team though, and look, they were always fun offensively. Like you were talking about, Scud, just weapons. You know, we know what they've got in Amon Rass and Brown, Jameson Williams now and there, DJ Shark, Josh Reynolds, the, uh, Swift, Williams. You know, it's just and they could afford to get ready Hawkinson, for example. But they're actually making plays in all three phases. Like you mentioned, their are special teams. The fake punt keeps the chains moving defensively. You know, forcing that fumble a Cook at the end of the first half was an absolute massive play. So they're actually doing it in all three phases, which is great complementary football. And I guess, Pat, you know, the fact is they're now six and seven. Do you think they can actually sneak into the playoffs now? There's obviously games are running out, but that NFC is a wee bit bonkers. So,
2: things no, absolutely so we're going to talk about it later on in terms of sort of NFC and sort of winners and losers and stuff anyway. But um I think I think they're in wish out. I think they're so exciting to watch. Well the, so the guys have covered it, some of the great plays at the weekend there. Like you've got just got to admire the balls of Dan Campbell. You know I mean, like, <laughs> see the see this play call and it's brilliant. And like, you know, like you go from watching that game and not even just that game as an isolated game, but watch them over this past probably, you know, eight to ten weeks and how they've developed over the course of the season. It's so exciting to watch. Like Danny, I don't know how. Scud, Danny, I don't know how you can watch that and then go and watch the Patriots. It's, it's a completely different ball game. <laughs> so it's like, for me,
0: blind back, face, love.
2: I know, but like the way the, <laughs> the way the lines are played out, so it's absolutely brilliant. It's a neutral. You can't help but admire how they're playing. Like you want to tune in and watch them. Um and yeah, all the best of them. I think you know they're in, they're in a good shout. They've put themselves in a great position.
0: And I guess it. They've, sorry,
2: kind of from, they've kind of came from nowhere. I think you know, like they were a bit of a laughing stock. You know. They were, they were there with the jets and stuff over the past few years, but certainly they've, they've been building soul in the background. They've got a good head coach. They've obviously got a good backroom staff. I think you know they're they're definitely a team on the rise, and certainly want to watch for the next two three years as well.
0: I guess hard knocks kind of just brought them in the forefront every day and seen just what sort of a good sort of team spirit they've got in there. And it, it I want to run through a brick wall for Dan Campbell, I and think he's I like five thousand um, miles away.
2: I think we've seen some glimpses of them last year, but obviously they didn't have have just as many weapons last year, or they one not have developed as well. But, I mean, even you see how Goff's come on in this past month or so in particular. They're absolutely brilliant to watch.
0: Well, well, that's what I was going to ask, too. What do you think, uh, Goff? He went, was it 27-39, 330 yards, three touchdowns. Is he playing himself into a long-term contract?
3: I mean, to be honest, I would stick with him because I I realize we're probably going to belabor the point again. But um, on the last, on the preview crew, I kept talking about how great Goff has been with the Detroit Lions. And uh, here we are after the game against the Vikings, divisional rivals, 10-2 and Minnesota Vikings. And Goff did what he had to do and he won. And he's still like the line is getting better with the Lions, I think, week by week. They're still not a good line. But the fact that Goff is able to do what he's doing with a less-than-perfect situation, it does put to bed a lot of those stories and narratives that were floating around about him with all this time, with the Rams, where it was always like, oh, you know, Goff, he needs the porridge to be just right, to be able to do anything. And instead, here he is in Detroit, where it's less than ideal, but it's the offense that's driving the day, kind of thing, more than anything. Um, The other thing, though, is actually just speaking on quarterbacks and to shift it a little bit to the Vikings. Who was uh, Cousins actually had a hell of a day he did. as he well did. for them. Like He was absolutely fantastic. The guy completely balled out. And, uh, but against, and, you know, he just came up against the almighty buzzsaw that are the Detroit Lions. And <laughs> that was what put him, put him in the losing side, which was kind of hilarious.
0: Yeah, I think he threw for 425 yards, yep. 223 of them, and 11 targets to. The absolute Jefferson. phenomenal Jefferson, what a guy! But no, I think it's probably worth looking at the Vikings now and saying, like, should Vikings fans be worried with what's going on here? For what I can see, that secondary in particular is getting roasted on an almost daily or weekly basis. Yeah, would you be worried?
3: Me, I I am worried. I have the Vikings D in uh, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I picked them up in waivers weeks ago when either they were on a bye or they were playing I had someone else and they were playing a kind of one of the tougher teams. And I thought like, oh, their run-ins pretty easy for the end of the year. And looking at strength of schedule, um I think I know the Chiefs have the easiest one remaining in the league, then it's the Chargers, but then after that, it's the Lions actually have one of the easiest schedules in the league remaining and the Vikings are tied with them for playing teams that have a 385 win percentage. So they should be okay. I do think where the Vikings are getting into trouble though is who are they likely to play in the first round in the playoffs this year? Cause you know, I don't think Philly look like they're going to win the NFC. So they're taking away the buy. So the Vikings are playing somebody and it might be somebody coming in in a wild card spot and, or uh, you know or who could they get because it's probably I mean, going it, to be the Giants
0: court. for example probably setting against or seventh maybe Giants or, could Lions. or it could <laughs> be the Lions <laughs>
3: yeah. could get <laughs> the here is, imagine the Lions going to Minnesota and then just kind of going straight through them again because they just did it and uh it didn't look like the Vikings could keep up with them I found uh, you're talking
4: a bit worried I, they're struggling to run the ball the Yep, did not run the ball at all yesterday on Sunday. It was woeful to watch, to be honest with you.
0: Cook's thinking backwards
3: more than it. forward, I think. Yeah, yeah. Cook's not having the, the, best, the best year.
0: That was 23 like... yards on 15 carries he had. Ouch.
2: I, th- I think they're probably the worst 10-3 and 3 team we've seen, in truth. That's terrible to say, because they're 10-3. Um, but I said a couple of weeks ago when I was on the show that actually for all the winning games they're winning really tight games. They're getting banged up. They're in a lot of hard battles. And actually, not even this week, the week before, obviously when they were playing the Jets. If the Jets had t- taken care of some of the, the chances that they had, they would have blown them out of the water as well. They got to the, they got to obviously the red zone how many times, seven or eight times. And didn't didn't put up apart from field goals. So I think, you know, they have been in trouble for a wee while, but they've been scraping through. But they're putting the hard mileage already, so I think you know we'll just maybe catch up with them now.
0: It helps when you've got Justin Jefferson put up two hundred and twenty-three receiving yards. For me, yep. he's the best wide receiver I've seen since Megatron. Wait for the lines, <laughs> indeed. And <laughs> bloody hell, if he if he continues, he could be the best since Moss. Uh, but we'll see how that continues plays out we'll move on it's got to be an interesting run I think obviously the Vikings for me will still win the, the North you know, they've got one, one to kind of seal that one up but yeah I, I think there were a couple of sweaty palms and twitchy bums happening in uh, Minnesota right second game that we'll have a look at is the 9-3 the juggernaut that is the Kansas City Chiefs they were heading to Denver to take on the pretty pitiful 3-9 uh, Broncos and well, 27-0 in the second quarter, it looked like this game was just gone the way as many expected, an absolute blowout. But who'd have thought the plucky Broncos fought back with three touchdowns, Jerry, Judy, and Casey managed to just hold on in the end and win 34-28. To me, this was an absolute basket case game. I had everything in it. So... Why don't we break down with the So I think, why don't we look at KC, I think, to start with Again, we'll look at the winning team. Again, should they be concerned at the way that they just seem to want to give this game away? There was that picture, I don't know if you've seen it, of Travis Kelsey in the sideline, 26-0, he's got his arms in the side of the bench, he's got a big smile on his face, you know, life was great and then about two minutes later, it was all of a sudden 27-21, or whatever the score was, there was already two touchdowns, they were back to in it anyway within a score. Again, now that it's post-Thanksgiving, is that a worrying sign, Myrtle, for Kansas? It's To be honest,
1: Kelsey, he's been there, he's done it. A bit of, bit of gamesmanship there, just trying to, you know, just try to show off, play Billy Big Balls, basically. But I don't think it's anything to worry about. He'll know next game he's got to switch it on and he'll go for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it, they, they need to be concerned. I don't think he's sitting back. I think Andy Reidel went through him for that as well. But yeah, they've been there. They've done that. They know they know the story. I think that have been a bit of a wake up call for them. Um. To, to, to be challenged at like that with by such a such a pure team, and like when you think about it as well, um, if it wasn't for Rusk getting injured, they got the ball back six points down with like five five and a half minutes to go or something. If you got Russell Wilson in there, who was playing the way he was on Sunday, it could definitely be in a different outcome in that game.
4: They were lucky. What was that? They were lucky he was hitting that injured crowd. He did get injured, I so think that they'd
0: get beat. Well, we never know, but it's very likely it could have happened. And so this is a point I want to bring up with you, Stu. We, we were having a bit of blather earlier on WhatsApp about MVP race, and you mentioned Mahomes for MVP. And I said, did you watch him on Sunday? And I said, some of his decision-making is nuts at times. He tries to... Every play is—he just kind of throw the ball away. Some of his decision making is terrible. Even that no look hook pass to McKinnon that he went for—that was a fifty-four yard touchdown. everybody was loving it? He was Loving it, but for every one of them it works. He's got three others that are absolutely honking decisions. Lead to three yeah. interceptions in this game. But actually, you know, the two of them set up—you know—short fields. Uh, for Denver to actually go on and score and pull ourselves back into this game. MVP?
3: I will say I was kind of slightly um, maybe kind of playing it a wee bit up because, you know me, I love my numbers and my charts and Mahomes is still... He's still kind of far, you know, maybe not far away. Horst is catching up to him uh, up in that kind of top right corner of the charts that I like to look at. But the other person that's catching up to him is Joe Burrow. So, uh, you know me, I'm a, I'm completely biased. If i actually talking about who I think should be MVP this year, I think it should be Joe Burrow. Because so if you look at Hurts, Hurts is good as well, but he's been playing in an ideal situation, like in a good team, playing against fairly poor opponents, um, with no... Re- I mean, what's... The- I know they lost... Uh, cause how long did they do this, uh, thingy for the uh, main receiver? They've not had that many injuries, is my point. Whereas you've had... Burrow playing in a situation where we keep losing defenders all the time, but the defense still seems to just work because Luana Rumo is a god, and we're probably going to lose him in the summer because I feel like he has to have a coaching job coming for him. Because the fact that he's made going all the way back to the start Eli Apple not look bad kind of thing like you know, he's become a relevant, decent, stable DB that even with Ouzier gone, he's in there. Um, Mahomes, though, going back to that, he's he is what makes that Kansas City offense go. Um, it's the thing; is like it doesn't really seem to matter who the receivers are. He's still able to make stuff work, and I do appreciate a bit of that mad genius thing. Of sometimes he just tries things like that, McKinnon hook, which could have went horribly, horribly wrong, and could easily have went all the way back the other way to the house if he hadn't screwed that, or you know, if he'd screwed it up. Um, but yeah, I don't know for for Kansas City though. On the whole, for them looking forward. I don't know, obviously the Bengals beat them a few weeks ago as well. Um, the more I watch them, I don't think their defence is anywhere near good enough for them to actually go on and push for the Super Bowl, and I know Studs will hate me for that because it's the Arrowhead invitation, all you know, every year, oh, who's going to go through there to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl, but this year I look around and go, I don't think they're the best team in the AFC, like, the Bills are still up there, yeah, they've been banged up, now one's not been great, but... Bills are still there. The Dolphins will get to them, I imagine, when we talk about uh, one of the other games in a little bit. They are up there. Um, the Bengals we're getting banged up, so I don't know. I'd like to see us go at the distance again, but I'm not sure. Like we're, we'll see how the injuries progress because I feel like we must be hitting critical mass, surely, from our side. But I mean, is there anybody else you would say the, the Jets could they shoot? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Last night. laughs> a win's a win. Wins, a win, with a, a, win's a win. No, I I I I get it. You know, it is I just I would love to see what would happen when Mahomes puts a performance like that in against an actual good team who could properly punish them. Don't get me wrong, that Denver defense is legit. They are a good team, well organized, they make big plays. And it's always easier if you can give Russell Wilson right now a nice short field to work with. Jerry Judy got a wee bit pissed off, and I think he's about to get pissed on by the NFL as well after I was lucky, lucky to see the end of the game. I He should have been kicked out of the game, to be honest, but obviously it fired him up, fired the team up. He went on a bit of a roll. He looked good in my bench, my fancy teams. And uh, is there hope for Denver? Is there hope for uh, Russell Wilson? Danger Russ?
3: Uh, yeah.
0: Pat, I'll throw it to you. Come on. You can tell us what your thoughts are.
2: Well, I think we all certainly thought so at the start of the season. We thought, obviously, Denver could be a serious threat this year. But we knew they were good on defence. We thought Russell was the sort of missing piece because they had some decent weapons there, obviously, as, as receivers, as a receiver core. Um Obviously, this season's been an absolute car crash for them, hasn't it? But the game against the Chiefs he started to look at like the old rust, He started to cook a bit. It took him a wee while to get going, obviously through an interception to begin with. They got housed. Um I, I think there's signs there. I think, you know, I'm not I don't think we should write off Russell Wilson just yet. I think he's just had a terrible year. He's learning a new playbook. Is his ego a thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think He's a he's a bigger danger to himself than anything else just now. Um sometimes, you know, the way the way he goes about what he does. Um but I I don't think I don't think I'm willing to give up on them just yet. I think there's still something there with them. And I think they're a decent team. Like you said, defensively they're really good, they're really sound at the back. They've got some good wide receivers. Obviously we've got uh the the 40 Williams went down early doors this season, so the running game kind of like got took a bit of a beating. Um but I think I think as a team they're all right. Um and Russell could potentially be the man to lead them there. Certainly, signed a, a long enough contract. Um, time will tell, I suppose, but certainly
3: mm-hmm. not. But sorry, but that
1: contract. He has to be the guy to lead them because they're not getting yeah. out of that anytime soon.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, though, I was going to ask do you, Do you think that um, obviously he had that pretty horrendous finger injury last year that he came back from extremely early? To be honest, and he didn't look at the start of last year. He looked absolutely elite for the Seahawks and it, obviously there was the finger injury he came back and it just it never ever happened he was sputtering the misfiring because I think they rushed him back um, do we think that's maybe still bothering him like at all and maybe like you know after another off season and learning the playbook as well and maybe he comes back from that and can be mm-hmm. maybe 80% of what Russell was before because if he does that then Denver's got a really good quarterback.
1: So the injury. It might still be hanging over him. It might not not have full movement and stuff in it. But also, his confidence was maybe taking a knock as well. Like, he's started off that, like, last season so well, was out, came back, was a shadow of himself, and now he's got to go to a whole new surrounding. So, yeah, yeah, maybe it is just going to take this season, get it out of the way, get the teething pains gone, and let him let him go like next next year he could ball out again it's, it's one of the I think it's a massive unknown because when you look at him this season like he just he's just trash you know <laughs> he's, he's an absolute dumpster fire but he is a top he, well up till middle of last season he was a top tier quarterback
4: how much is that as him and how much that's the coaching I don't think Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett over there next year to be honest with you I think he'll be yeah. going one and done
0: yeah I think if you look to the hot seat, there he's uh, he's got to be up there. Masters with of the fire. McDaniel's and for probably uh, who's going to go in Black Monday. There were still signs of that Russell uh, Wilson there. You know he that horrible pick six to uh, Willie Gay and just you know it was just awful play. You know and just threw it up. But I, I don't know. I, I think there is some signs there. I think we can. Maybe do something. That uh, Marlon Mack. I did, you know, wipe my eyes. I mean, who the hell's that? Remember him? I Don't know. He came from nowhere. But I suppose that it was a sixty-six-yard touchdown. I was going to say a run, but it wasn't. It was actually a sort of screen when it dumped off and
1: nearly, nearly Daniel Jones did at the end. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> but It was a uh, I I find this game absolutely fascinating. For again, a I was, I was a uh, Texan. Uh, actually one of the guys for the Irish NFL show, uh, their podcast, and I was sitting there, him about, you know, 27 nothing, this is uh, getting embarrassing, blah, 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 ha, 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 Denver. And, uh, uh, I was just about to trying to find the delete button in the WhatsApp <laughs> just to, do <laughs> a reverse out of this one? They actually made it fine. And that's see, see, it,
2: see, at 27 nothing. I was sitting worried because I was thinking, shit, they've got to start benching players, they've got to lose Juju, they've got to lose all the rest of it, and my fantasy team's going to be screwed. But luckily enough, they let Denver back in, so they kept guys on the field.
0: Yeah, and that, what a throw that was, what a play uh, for Mahomes for that Juju. Touchdown as well. That was absolutely incredible. And that's what I'm saying. You get magic with Mahomes, and then you get just the crazy as well.
2: I think you get the crazy, but I think you get the crazy because I think
0: there's a the trust.
2: Magic. There's a trust in Mahomes that actually they can get themselves out of situations. So they might throw a pick or they might do something, but you know they'll recover it. And I think there's there's always that threat with Kansas. You know, I mean, like even where the the new wide receivers are brought in to replace. Um, <laughs> to press replace the cheater, you still feel like they can get out of trouble. You still feel as though in the next play they can make it up. Well certainly that's what I think anyway.
0: Well uh, he, he seemed to miss Valdez Scantman this week. And I'm not that I'm bitter, but I was kinda of relying on him to try and help me get into the playoffs with my fantasy team. But no cheers for that one.
1: That's pretty poor management if you've got to rely on Marcus Marcus, Valdez Scatlin in your fantasy league. (laughs) Just don't, mate.
0: It was an A plus draft, (laughs) right? That's all we need to worry about. It was an A (laughs) plus draft and it just went south. (laughs) That's the way the fancy gods looked on me this year. Right, let's
3: go. I was just going to say, you would never guess that Danny finished uh, just outside the playoff spots, going by his (laughs) comment. It's
0: still hurting me. It's still hurting me, right? It's it's not sunk in yet. But, uh, I, st- I
2: stole your space as
0: well. I mean. Shut up, Patrick! Let's go back to talk about this <laughs> Jets-Pats game, shall we? <laughs> did I,
2: did I no- start? Did I no- start a season zero and five as well?
0: That's quite a good run Shut to get into the playoffs. Sometime. Right, let's let's move on. Right, we we've got a schedule we keep here. Right, <laughs> Keith's got to be kicking your arse for that comment. But, but the last game we're uh, going to look at was uh, what was it? Oh, it was a Sunday night primetime game. It was the eight and four Miami Dolphins. They traveled to the SoFi Stadium with taking the six and six LA Chargers. And Justin Herbert showed up big time in this game. He threw for 367 uh, yards, a touchdown, and this is where probably one of the most banged-up defenses <laughs> just about ever. I think every player's injured in the runner. Third and fourth stringers. But yeah, they managed to hold the high powered Miami Dolphins to 17 points. They won 23-17. Miami fall now to eight and five. The Chargers, well, they're still in the playoff playoff hunt. They moved to seven and six. So, right, folks where I was a bit an upset, was it not? Because I had a quick look at all our picks this week and all 12 of us decided that we would pick the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Once again, we showed just exactly what we know about this game. So how did, Scud, tell us, how did L.A. to slow down Tour with such a depleted defence in particular?
4: They turned up.
0: Um, Marlon
4: Mack, Van Noy, they actually got pressure on them. And to me, I think Tour looks a bit rattled still for last week. It didn't look the, the confident to in the pocket that we had previously. Um it was just no, nah, I just oh, it just it didn't look like it he got there towards the end, he started throwing the ball better, but I thought the first half he looked lost. Um they got the pre they got, they pressured him well and he just could not cope with it. And he couldn't find um any of the um his wide receivers, I think. Waddle got his first catch in the second half towards the end of the third quarter. So that tells you all you need to know. He couldn't find anybody. They've done a really
0: good job on it. What well, I saw? So, what uh, was he? Ten for twenty-eight, one hundred and forty-five yards and a touchdown. That's uh, pretty rank, rotten, to be honest. Uh, is this a, a well? I know in the previous ones we've started with the winning team, but we'll just might as well jump into Miami. They're obviously high-flying. They were up. there, pushing. At one point, they were. Top of the AFC East, is this a slump? Have we actually seen the real tour now? Our defense is starting to actually suss out Miami. What do you think, Murdo?
1: Yeah, quite possibly because that's two on a, two on the bounce they've lost now, and things aren't really looking up for them for this weekend. They're they're at Buffalo, so that's three on the bounce. That that could be their confidence absolutely shot coming into like the, the business end of the season. Like, early they just nullified the weapons. And there's no other options there. So yeah, like they're gonna Miami are gonna be hurting. Um and Sundays I think it's Sunday they're playing, it's, it's massive. I'm all I'm all thrown thrown over just now with the Sunday night football and stuff is a Saturday night football as well. So I think it's Sunday they're playing, but yeah, this game this game becomes huge now for them. This is almost must win.
0: Yeah, Pat when they, they scored what was it seventeen points and one of them comes from uh, a <laughs> that absolute bampot. Play the uh, Wilson fumbles the ball. Hill managed to pick it up and run for fifty-seven yards and put it in. Which Stu, I've got a wee statistic for you. Actually, just going. Do you know that Hill became the only player in Super Bowl era to score touchdowns via receiving, rushing, kick return, punt return, and fumble return? That's there incredible. That.
3: That's, a, that's a fantastic statistic. <laughs> there the we day. go. Yes, I'm glad I get that one in there. <laughs> No, I mean, that's, it's, it was a completely bonkers game. Like you said, like, I, I mean, especially that moment, that was probably the most bonkers, crazy part of the entire match was how, you know, you end up in a situation where the ball's bobbling everywhere. Nobody can get their hands on it. And somehow it just happens to fly out to the fastest guy in the week. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like usually in those situations, it goes to some lineman or somebody who just falls on it. It's like,
0: oh, And he was gone. Absolutely yeah. gone. I think,
1: um, I think I think Tariq was at the 15-yard line before everyone that was trying to scramble for the ball realised it was away.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, no, he, he said he had it off well that he had it that he put it off his jumper. Although that, that's been banned in the NFL since, uh, you know, he was in 1920-something, we'll get into that later. The only um, thing that was missing was one of these kind of, like, you
0: know, linemen try to actually catch up with him and do one of the big time. elaborate dives right at the oh. end, you know, 20
3: yards away from him. Uh, we're just missing I mean, that. Oh, I tried, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, I, I, back to what you were saying with the Finns. Um, should they be worried? Possibly, because I mean, what's who have they got in the running? They play the Bills next week, Patriots. They've got the Patriots again, so I mean, that's Jimmy. who else have they got? Patriots. I actually don't know, I need to look. Uh... That up right
0: we, now. we need a producer. We need a, to have a, a real podcast. we we'll get a <laughs> producer in the year to tell
3: us that. But uh, I right, But the Patriots is that in uh, Boston or is that uh in,
0: Foxborough. in Yeah,
3: Oxborough, There you go. So that's not an easy out either. So I mean, maybe no. the Dolphins are are worried. Um, in terms of Tua, though, I don't. I'm not worried about him at all because I I do think that on the evidence of his body of work over the whole season. I'm going to be one of the people that falls into the camp of saying that I think Tua has now done enough to say that we know he's, he is a legit starting quarterback because I've seen or I've heard some people starting to talk again about like, oh, well, there you go. He's had a couple of wobbly games. You know, maybe he's not legit. You know, that's the, the wheels are off. I don't know. I just kind of felt like they, they went into a situation where the Chargers were also looking at that as a must win. Because again, before the game, I was also hearing things like for Justin Herbert, this is this is it. He's got no more excuses. He's got his weapons back. Uh, can he do it against one of the other top quarterbacks from that draft? Because people kind of keep trying to annoy Herbert as being one of the top QBs in the, the league, but has he yet to make the playoffs? He's not managed it. So they had to win that game if they were to keep their hopes of making the playoffs alive as well. So I think maybe the Dolphins, they're almost maybe more falling victim to their own... Uh, Maybe they had a bit of overconfidence in the last couple of weeks. Maybe it's the best thing that could have happened because, I mean, if they're not, they need to get galvanised now before they play the Bills. Yeah, that probably... one, the one thing they've struggled
2: with this past two weeks is obviously the ring game. The ring game just hasn't been there. The San Francisco running backs just aren't, aren't doing it for them just now, certainly those past two games anyway. And they've have got a tough schedule. They've got, obviously, they've got the Bills and they've got the Packers, they've got the Pats, yeah. and then they finish with the Jets. So, you know, they're going to get, they're going to get banged up a bit. Um, so yeah, I don't think I don't think the wheels have fallen off, but I do think that they're becoming a wee bit, maybe a wee bit one dimensional. This past couple of weeks in their play, now they're still hitting, they're still hitting Tyreek Hill. You know, you know they're still hitting Jalen Waddle. Not so much this week, but so,
0: yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll just need to see. I think they're in a good position anyway to make the playoffs. I think everybody's... that, uh, but I guess it's just to go see what happens when they actually get to that wild card weekend. You know, can actually make a stamp there. I think we've got to move on. We like were saying to uh, the Chargers, you, know, that, like you, you said there Stu, That was a must-win game. Now they're without, you know, the star safety Derwin James, Bryce Callahan's out. Sebastian Joseph days out. They've obviously missing Bosa, JC Jackson. You know, defense is completely obliterated. Some job by
3: them. That, that, yeah. That's fighting for their lives right there. Yeah, I mean, they're at least starting to get the wide receivers back, is the thing. So Alan's been getting better and better over the last couple of games. Um, So he can look, he's looking more like his old self. And then yep. Mike Williams, he's back now as well. And yep. uh, what target he is. He hit the ground running this week, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, so Mike Williams had uh, six, six receptions, 116 yards, yep. and that incredible toe-tap touchdown. And then that was what a play that was. Uh, Allen had 12 reception for 92 yards. Eckler had 104 yards from scrimmage. These are the sort of numbers that Chargers fans would have been home for at the start of the season, they
1: Yeah, but now they're getting them at the, the right part of the season. They're only one one game back on, on the Dolphins, same record as the Pats for getting into the, the wild card. Like One thing I noticed watching this game is when Herbert moves in the pocket... Eckler's always underneath for him. He's always got that outlet. And yep. it very rarely goes for under 10 yards when they put the ball in Eckler's hands. Um so I think they definitely want to keep an eye out for maybe a dark horse for going a bit a bit deeper in the playoffs than what would have been expected. Um because that that offense could is could be classed as top tier. And it's a case of just outscoring your opponent when your defense is um
0: Banged up, I guess. If they can stay healthy, that's it. But just again, looking at some of the other Herbert Stars, we were talking about stats talk. Uh, we were talking about there. Uh, he is the was it the first player to reach 13,000 passing yards in his in three seasons, his first three seasons, and that's his 21st 300 plus yard game. So, yeah, you see how many attempts he had this
4: week.
3: Uh, 51 51 39-51 <laughs> <went> <laughs> Crazy I mean I will yeah. say Chargers as I was saying earlier on as well with the strength of schedule thing like they're right up there we haven't I think they're the second easiest or they're, oh, they're, they're in the five easiest kind of schedules Kansas City's got the easiest and Chargers are right up there
4: and oh, they've got the Tennessee Titans and the, the Colts the Rams and the
3: Broncos there you go so Chargers but, are the, They're getting healthy at the right time, as uh, as we said. So, I mean, maybe. I could see them making the playoffs this time.
0: And there was talk of Slater coming back as well this season. So that could be absolutely massive for them if they actually could get him back. Because that run game, although they've got Eckler and he's great for a dump-off and a screen pass, they, they don't actually run the ball very well. That's why you're relying on Herbert throwing the ball 51 times. Is that sustainable? You know, can they go up against a Jets defence, for example, up Upsos Gardner, you know, or against, we'll, we'll see, against the Denver Broncos, the, I, I don't know. I, I still think they're too one-dimensional. It was a great win for them. I still think it's maybe a little too late for them. I still think they're going to just suffer a wee bit with those injuries. But let's move on. We'll do a quick once from the virtual table we've got here. Scud, we'll start with you. Is there any other games you that you've seen over the weekend you think is worth a wee mention and anything that important that came up?
4: Um, no, just basically the Niners putting the Bucks' season to bed, basically. <laughs> For a better word, the, the young boy, the young Mr Nobody. Um, big,
0: well. big, big Cock Brock.
4: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, that was a good game um, it, was a, it wasn't a good game it was a blowout but it was good to see young man doing well but again with them losing Samuel for could be the rest of the season I'm not sure what's come up with that with his injury but
0: oh, see what I'm happens good. with the 49ers yeah I, I think Although you're saying put the bucks to bed, they're still winning <laughs> the NFC South. So there's still a good chance they get a home playoff. Although I guess the Panthers are right behind them after that win of the weekend over the Seahawks. Uh, that'll be interesting. Murdo, what about you? Was there any other games you wanted to touch on? Any ones in particular that you might want
1: to pick I, I don't on? really want to touch on it. No, let's um, do it. But you can't not talk about the, the Eagles win against the Giants. Um it was the win, it a was a in. pure pump, an in. obliteration. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, but to be honest, kudos to them, hats off to them, credit where it's
0: due. Like, on all from a Giants fan, a yeah, like, the fellow Eagles. I hate them, then give, them no, them, kudos, the passion, give them no credit, on call them every... cheats, be a real fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just
1: giving it a bit uh, more diplomatic for the podcast <laughs> i no, l- l- for l- that mate it's just <laughs> um, there, there's no weaknesses in their team you couldn't see any weaknesses on Sunday um, yeah it's like their old line made cast, it look like we didn't have a yeah. line at all um, it was just scary to watch and knowing that we've got to play them again this season um, is a bit disappointing but it's um, also looking at them in the next season as well. They've got that squad now, but they've also got the Saints pit first round pick, yeah. which is currently the fourth pick overall. Like the rich get richer. richer. <laughs> so it's this could be a bit of a, maybe not a Pats-esque dynasty, but they, they could keep this going for a long, long time.
0: We shall see. We'll be used to. Any other games you want to mention quickly?
3: Uh, Well, I mean, the obvious one is the Bengals versus Browns. Uh, Joe Burrow finally getting the Browns off his back and beating them quite handily. Uh, I would say the highlight of the whole thing for me, though, was our run defence looked amazing again. DJ Reader is an absolute machine, uh, completely stuffing up uh, Chubb and Hunt. And some of his plays were amazing. Uh, Brian won't agree with me, but I was sending him a few video clips for the, the game yesterday just showing DJ Reader's plays and how he was absolutely schooling Batonio, and Brian keeps saying, "Oh no, our problem with our lines—the centre being out—well, like, Batonio's not looked that good since he went down. So maybe it's uh, Potich or whatever that was the the main man there all along." And so, yeah, no, that was good. But the, quickly, I will point out the my favourite game of the week it was actually Thursday night, and it was an absolutely ranked game of football. But uh, that. <laughs> That final drive with Baker Mayfield, speaking of an ex-Cleveland Brown, that was absolutely fantastic. And Pamela, my, my wife, uh, she asked me when the, the game was done what all the screaming was about. And <laughs> <laughs> it was me very much enjoying Baker Mayfield going on that run, but also being like in complete disbelief at what the Raiders were thinking. Why did they go in man coverage? With 15 seconds left. You know, 15 seconds left um, I was going to say Browns Rams on the 23 yard line And Baker just looks up Sees up, single man coverage Everywhere so I guess I just choose my best Fastest receiver and then chucks the ball that way Yeah Touchdown, Rams tie it up Field guard for a PAT then they win It's bonkers what, What are the Raiders thinking? What's their defensive coach doing?
0: What's their coaching staff in general doing? Let's be honest they that's, had that
3: game they just threw it away so I think that's the fourth literally there's a stat for you as well fourth double digit lead that they've lost this season and I think that's the the first first time a team has done that since 1947 Jesus 1940 something but anyway fourth time in this season nobody else has done that for decades the well, Raiders were, Josh McDaniels were, will be gone I thought they were maybe one of the favourites this year that's what we were all hearing before the season started But the Chiefs were, might have a tough division no,
0: walk again, right? Pat, quickly another game for you. Oh, well, just over Thunder. I was going with the
2: Rams game as well, Thursday night football, so it spot on, was...
0: spot on. <laughs> right? We'll do one more wee segment here. I've oh, well, got a couple more to go, but quick one. What was your play of the week, Scud? Have you got one play of the week you'd love to mention?
4: Oh, well, you'd touched on it, mate. It was Tyreek Kill picking that ball up for the fumble and taking it to the house. Couldn't believe it, <laughs> it was outstanding. Funny watch,
1: Murdo. Mine, mine's, sorry Pat, but mine's be Matt Milano's hit on um, who's who's the Jets quarterback now. they're going through them like nobody's business, Mike White Mike um, that he was like a heat-seeking missile off his feet from about 10 yards out right into the gut, like Mike White couldn't breathe afterwards, like what a hit Perfect Unreal. hit
0: as well, shoulder abdomen, yeah. midsection absolute textbook yeah. hit that was, that was lovely, took his soul split him <laughs> in two Stu, what were you?
3: main play of the week uh, not a, I'm not going to go with a, a sexy one but I'm going to go with the, the run blocking of Williams that led to Mixon's like, uh, his big dash, never ended a touchdown run like that, Like he was forced out of bounds at the side but if you go back and watch that play um, sorry not Williams, Collins Lyle <laughs> uh, Will Collins is an absolute monster <laughs> on that the whole line moved perfectly together and then Mixon sees the whole breaks a tackle for once so the couple of weeks off has clearly done him well and away he went to the races so it was just nice to see the running game for the Bengals actually being good for once know, yeah, Superb Pat
2: um, so I'm actually going to take the jets Bills games as well. And I actually really like Dawson Knox's uh, flip touchdown. <laughs> he did a full rotation and the extension at the end zone was just, as much as it hurt me when it went in, it actually was, it was such a good play, such a really good play to see. Um, so that was it. But for me, we spoke about the other one earlier on, It was uh, for me it was a fake punt with the Lions. I think just such a ballsy move, deep in their own territory, fourth down, fourth and seven, play in for 42 yards and eventually led to a touchdown. I think it just sums up how the Lions are playing just now. And for me, that was, that was my play of the week.
0: I'm going to Danny. go with Terence uh, Marshall, Panthers, his knee catch. Yep. How what? he managed to actually hold on to that ball, you know, can right through his hands. That was poor. You know, it was an actual easy catch with his hands. Went through them, he managed to trap up his knees, did a few roll of got his hands on it, never touched the ground. As a Pats fan, shut up, Murdo. I don't even want to see your face when I say this, right? We've seen some bonkers catches against us in the past, right? Involving helmets and Jermaine Kears and the Seahawks Super Bowl Forty Nine, But that one was up there. That was just as ridiculous as well. And I want to give another quick shout out. Nobody's listening. Maybe, never know. Nelson Aglaher, Uh his play last night. Devontae Parker, absolutely. He was out the game, had no idea where the hell he was, was concussed, obviously, in the previous one. Nobody spotted it, and he managed to get the play killed to get him off the field. I like that from him. That was probably his best play the whole night, summed up that <laughs> game. Right, we're going to quickly, right, we'll scoot through this. Playoff implications, right? So, as I say, we're now week 14, end of that. Murdo, give us who... Up to now, who's the biggest winner after this week on the uh, of the NFC? It has
1: to be a team on the bye, um, the Washington Commanders. The Giants losing, Seahawks losing. That's on the same record now as the Giants, with the Giants going to um, Washington on, on Sunday. So, yeah, Sunday night. Um, so, yeah, they must be feeling confident after the way they played at MetLife two weeks ago. So, yeah, I think they have to be, the, be seen as the, the biggest winner there. I think also you've got to touch on the Detroit Lions. They're now within touching distance with the, uh, of the playoffs as well. So the pair of them, probably the Washington more than, than, than the Lions. But,
0: yeah. Good. Patrick, what about the biggest loser this week in the NFC? It's amazing that the
2: biggest winner is someone who wasn't playing. That's, that's just shows you how bad that division is. Um, so the biggest losers for me, sorry, Myrtle, it's the Giants. Um a close second to Seahawks. Um I think the Giants had a brilliant start to the season. I think now they're getting found out. I think it's it's going to get bad to worse. You say they've got commanders next week. Vikes, Colts and Eagles. I think their only hope just now is that the Vikes and Eagles start fielding some reserves because they're already throughout the playoffs. Um I really I really fear for you. And you're right when the Lions front I can see them pushing on and and stealing that last berth. Um so if you are edge me for the, the Giants or the Seahawks, I'd, I'd go with the Giants. I think the Seahawks have got a terrible schedule, terrible running as well. They've got the Niners, the Chiefs, the Jets, and then the Rams. And again, maybe the bubble's burst there in Geno Smith as well. Um, but I think I think if you're pushing me for one, I'd go with the Giants. I think that's, they're the biggest losers this week.
0: Superb. Stu, what be the biggest winner in the FC?
3: Biggest winner in the FC? Oof. I mean, I just wanted to see Bengals, but uh, I don't know if I can. Probably Los Angeles Chargers. I think they now have hope and like uh, they they have a bit of a window here to make it into the playoffs. So I'm going with Justin Herbert and his Chargers. Nice
0: one, Scott. What about the biggest loser in the AFC?
4: I'd say from trying to make the playoffs, the Jets. I think that loss um, has made it impossible—not impossible, but very hard for them to get to the playoffs. Even if they level the parts, we've got the head-to-head against them. There's no chance of getting in. So I think they've sort of salted their season this this week.
0: Superb. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> <laughs> right. Again, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a couple of minutes to basically take the piss out of the guys on Thursday. They went through their top fantasy pick sixes. Let's have a look at them. The guys, who <laughs> QB... It has got to be Mahomes and Tannehill. I've got them ranked 6th and 16th, where it was Trevor, Lawrence and Russell Wilson. I've got them as... Well, Trevor was number one rated. I'm going with our scoring in our league, just in case there's any start to pull us up. Trev was number one. And the sleeper I pulled out was Russell Wilson. He was actually ranked number fifth. So what do we think of the picks? Come on, this is the time for us to just take the absolute piss at the boys and say, you know, nothing. Were they they justified in their picks?
3: Well, on hindsight, they probably should have picked uh, Cousins up there, as well as being uh, one of the sleeper picks or something like that. So um, Mahomes, I thought that was a bit bold picking, because I was on the show on Thursday. I thought the Mahomes pick was a bit bold considering he was going against the Broncos. But, I mean, obviously, Chiefs put up some decent points and all that, but I still thought he's playing against a good defence. I don't know if I'd be picking him as the quarterback of the week, heading into it.
0: We'll move on to running backs. That was uh, they picked Henry, and the sleeper was Hunt. Now, Henry was ranked fifth, and Hunt, I lost count. I think he had six yards. So, oh, yeah, he's still well, asleep.
3: I mean, did the job have thirty-eight? So That's that is would, number one,
0: one was Sanders of the Eagles. He had an absolute week, and I've you kind know, of just picked out McKinnon was number two as the sleeper. You know, I don't think many people have it would have had him up there. Uh, yeah. What do you make of the picks, Murdo? Are they good picks? Or are they telling them to get to their beds? You can't. You sometimes can't see
1: past Derek Henry, to be fair. But, Graham Hunt, behave. What, what, what are you picking him for? He's running back number two. But, I think it would have been tough to pick Sanders, to be fair, when you look at the, the the options that the Eagles have, because they don't just run him solely, they've got Gain game- that, takes a few carries. Hurts takes it himself. Um, even Boston Scott gets it. Boston Scott always gets carries against the Giants. Um, so I think it would have been a tough pick to go with Sanders because there is other options there. But yeah, cream that cream-hung pinks pick is stupid. Can I take this moment to say Kevin's
4: not related to me whatsoever? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: what- before we what we'll do right with the rest of them is I'll just quickly run through them, right? And we'll just pull out anyone so I think are total bangers, right? So wide receivers, they picked Jamar Chase and uh, Amon Amin and Brown. St. Brown's not a sleeper. So Brown's think, definitely not. not a sleeper.
2: I, know. I think you know we need Indeed. to we need to clarify what a sleeper is going forward. Right. I think I heard there's another
1: option at sleeper was Devante
0: Adams. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have words with these boys on Thursday. <laughs> uh, the defense: Dallas and the Raiders. Uh, well, if,
4: Dallas, you kind of see by if they thought they would have stopped the Texans.
0: Uh, yeah, Pats were number one D. By the way, just put that out there. Pats. <laughs> Jags were fourth. That was a big surprise yeah. from you when I looked at it. Tight ends: Hawkinson and uh, da, 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 who have we got? Uh, Henry. Hunter Henry. Yep. Uh, they weren't really too bad were they? Picks, I guess mm, Hawkinson no. was about ninth But it was a uh, big Evan Ingram Who was doing the damage this week Jacksonville
3: I, well, I might anybody saw Evan Ingram being for one As the, you know, the pick of the week So I can sort of Hawkinson I thought was a good pick Especially against the Lions I thought that uh, Cousins will maybe Be chucking to him It wasn't me that picked him by the way But I'm just saying I, I got behind that decision Or the, that pick at the time
2: I'd have taken a Konku, is that how you pronounce it? I'd have taken him as a sleeper.
0: Konku, yeah. I actually,
2: I would I admire him this week. Um, I've been really struggling at tight end. Um, and I had Foster Moreau in there as a deep sleeper a couple of weeks ago. But um, I was going to move him out, and that's the guy I was looking at as his replacement. So I'd have
0: Konku him. was number two ranked in ours, yeah. so uh, he, he did an absolute ball this weekend, didn't he? Kickers, Car- Carlson, actually, let's face it, it's kickers. I, still, I know you love your kickers, but let's not dwell on kickers.
3: Right, <laughs> oh, I mean, where, where did he come? Because my whole theory was that we Uh, we
0: won have guys Carlson second and Badger was eighth. Well, that's not bad, <laughs> I, you know. The difference between eighth and first is probably like half a point. Let's face it, it's not even Must really talking about. It.
3: There you go, I can take supreme glory for actually being fairly correct. You know, my stuff.
0: Right, lads, that's us just a bit done for tonight uh, Thanks very much for joining, a good crack as always, uh, any final thoughts for you, Scuddy? No, look forward to,
4: listening to seeing you again Thursday Good man,
0: Murdo? Time for another LEM tip Oh, that them swear your bed pal, <laughs> Patrick?
2: Off. No, I think I've just got to bask in the glory of the playoffs for the next
3: few while
0: Trick, Stu? <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm looking forward to there being the whole Saturday night football thing that's starting as well. So it's just going to be yes. going all over the weekend,
0: basically Christmas week. That's it. Time to get the beer loaded in the beer machines, get the mince pies on the wings. Out. Enjoy. It's going to be class this weekend. Uh, yeah. Well that will wrap we'll wrap up here then lads thanks very much for listening uh, again be sure subscribe like rate and follow all that good stuff uh love to hear from you on social media find us on twitter it's at gridiron crew drops questions predictions suggestions in the top love to hear it all and the crew will be back on friday morning with the week 15 preview show thank you very much